already met the Thanes of Rigel and even followed them on their quest across the sea. But now travel back to the city they call home mere days after their departure, where a brand new story is taking shape. Set upon by bad luck, a group of disparate individuals find themselves forced to work together at the behest of the rich and the powerful. But in Rigel, nothing is ever quite as it seems. With new powers on the rise and the city's thanes gone, will others rise to the occasion or discover they're not quite heroes at all? The Pod Called Quest presents Quest Side Story. everybody welcome back to the pod called quest as always i'm your friendly neighborhood game master josh and i'm stephanie i'm shane as always i'm foz i'm laura and i'm david (laughs) (laughs) everyone's just putting their own spin on it nowadays hell yeah (laughs) i do it the same i think every time yeah, I just I give different inflections sometimes. Sometimes I do the friendly neighborhood game master Josh, or I go friendly neighborhood game master Josh. I have like two different little versions I always do. And I'm trying, trying to do it every like different every time until we started Quest Side Story. And then I think for the first couple sessions, I try to do it the same every time because I was like, oh, this isn't special. And then I very quickly gave up because that was boring. We went back <laughs> to my old ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's good. I, I don't I don't mind it. It's it, do whatever we want. It's it's our show. Uh, fuck all the haters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well cool yeah <laughs> well i mean right off the bat i kind of do just to kind of keep it in the same vein as last week i actually have like a fun little little announcement to kind of tell everybody mm. uh, something i've been working towards and that ended up being a lot easier to kind of make happen than i thought it would be Ooh. um but last week we mentioned that um we we now can use music from the game blasphemous by the game kitchen a spanish game company that we talked to um, if you haven't checked out Blasphemous, by the way, check it out. If you want a link to their website, it's on podcallquest.com slash music. But I mentioned that I really want to be able to use Witcher music from the CD Projekt Red games. And after some emails and a little bit of back and forth and kind of talking about how their uh, policy for this works, um, when it comes to our free shows, so anything that's not on Patreon, I can use all that shit now. So we're going to have fucking no. kick-ass Witcher music, baby. Yeah, it's going to be tight. Hell Witcher 1, 2, yes. and 3, Thronebreaker, Witcher Tales, or even Gwent's. But I'll probably I... leave the Gwent stuff off. Yeah, actually, let me... Uh, hold on one sec, guys. Let me... Just to celebrate this, let me... Yes. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, wow. One, two, three, four. <laughs> excellent yeah so i probably won't put that song in the playlist because it's going to be a gigantic distraction during gameplay but in fun moments where we need a little uh little in our life i'll uh be able to throw that on whenever we want but yeah hugs by an old friend for the listeners we were all dancing uh at the same time yes Foz was doing the hula which was interesting it was great nice nice you know what i'm really bummed about though like because i know you've been trying to get them for a while like pretty much since we started the podcast and i think we got turned down once 
They're like, oh, uh, th- they gave us like a half answer before, but I really like wouldn't stop emailing them. Yeah. Um, so that sucked. But that song in particular would have been perfect for Carthar. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're not. Yeah. It has this Carthar. interesting kind of vibe to it, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's not too late. We can always still use we're, we're still there. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's a distraction. Yeah. I'm I'm slowly getting back a lot of the music I used to use before we used to record. I'll never get Skyrim or any of the Bethesda no. stuff because they're like, hey, no, you can't use that shit, dude. What <laughs> well, are we critical sucks role? Anyways, like you hear it once and then oh burn. You no, as it, in like they have permission to use it. Yeah, I know. But can. you hear it once, you're like, oh, this is Skyrim, and then you're distracted. Yeah. I wouldn't use the battle song because the Dovahkiin song's like really just repetitive. But like some of the other stuff's pretty good. And I'd love to have some fallout for if we ever do Starfinder, but that's not gonna happen. That so like- but that's okay. I remember you used to use this one song from Skyrim that was like, I think just the like generic town song. Yeah, it was it's like probably Streets in- of White Run. Oh, it's probably Streets, Streets of White Run. Yeah. That song's really That's a like, great song. I, it's great. It's funny because I think everyone hears that song and they associate it with Skyrim, and it's the opposite for me. I hear that song when like I'm over at a friend's house and they're playing the game, and I'm like, oh, it's the song from our campaign. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. I love that. I'm also kind of okay with it because no, we don't need to go into detail about this, but apparently the composer of all the Elder Scrolls games, like not that great of a guy, apparently. Yeah. That came out a number of months ago, maybe like a year ago. I heard about that. We we don't need to, we don't need to relitigate this, but yeah. So I'm not super disappointed uh, in the long run, but I I did say last week that the, the the Witcher music was my white whale. Well, I got a new white whale, baby. I want to get me some Pathfinder Kingmaker music. Oh, That's my new thing. I'm trying to get owl cats and I've been talking to him. But I haven't heard from him in a few months, so I'm like bothering them. I've sent them multiple emails being like, where where you at, dog? Let me let me use it. I, I have a, a very hot take. And my hot take is mm-hmm. I think we already caught the white whale. I think the white whale is Larian Studios because motherfucking well, Baldur's oh. Gate 3 is coming out. Yeah, it's going to be dang. The only, yes, the only thing, so though, is we'll probably have to double check with them because that's a partnered game with Wizards of the Coast, and mm-hmm. so we'll have to see if they're okay oh. with that because of the other... Because Divinity is 100% owned by them. It's published by them, and their composer works in-house, so we'll have to ask, but maybe... You just killed my boner. Though, they're, they're we have way. a foot in the door. Maybe they'll slam that door right on our foot, but we got a foot in the door. Maybe we'll slide in. It's better than not having a foot. Maybe in the I'll door. slide in them Larian DMs and we'll see if we can get access to that when it comes out. I that's mean, like soon, right? Uh, yeah, early access starts in August. Or yeah. no, September. That's it's now. September. Like, that's now. It's next month. <laughs> that's now. Shane, that's, that's today. No, early <laughs> access starts next month on stream on uh, Steam and Google. Okay. It looks so good. Have you guys seen like, yeah, the, it looks cool. yeah, it looks the video? Cool. It looks cool. They're letting you choose from playing one of the five origin classes that have their own stories like Divinity. Or being oh, a custom character. There's there's so many things. I got to play Bloodborne. I'm finally buying that. Oh, my God. Wait, what? I, I, I really want to play this new game. That This game, it's 30 bucks. It's called Mortal Shell. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it was made by 15 people. And it's like a full-on Dark Souls game. It's wow. made by 15 oh, people. I so I just want to give them today. my money. It looks awesome. So, yeah, I'll maybe jump into that. But I also have to beat the DLC for Blasphemous. And now, you know. Really got to beat that because, you know, we work with them technically now. But anyways, a couple other things I want to take care of. Uh, we have a new $10 patron since uh, the last time we all met up. Yeah. yeah. Which Fosmire is it this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It hasn't been a Fosmire for a while. <laughs> but yeah, we have a new $10 patron, the newest addition to our exemplar tier, Dustin Bain. He's got a great name, Dustin Bain. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dustin. 
Yay, Dustin. It will be very fun for you. Oh, oh no. uh, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. Don't even get us started. He just brought like <laughs> Josh just brought a mug up to his face and just like held it at his mouth for a second. We're like, what are you doing? Somebody give me a Bane quote. I don't know those. You merely, you adopted, merely adopted the, adopted the dark. You merely adopted the dark. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bane. Bane. Is a fan of Folgers. I just want to hear him do the Folgers saying. The best part of waking up. Yeah. The best part of waking up <laughs> is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> oh, that was everything, Josh. That Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. But yes, Dustin, thank you so much for your patrons. We super appreciate it. Speaking of $10 patrons, though, guys, there's about 10 days as of the day this podcast comes out until the patron hero die for August gets fully voted on. And uh, Arkrov and Locker are neck and neck. So um, if you want to get another hero die to Arkrov, vote for him. Or if you want to break Laura's solid losing streak, um, (laughs) vote for Locke. Screw it. Because she's the only person, including the fucking familiar, that hasn't gotten a hero die for Quest Side Story yet. For me. It's so. okay, dude. Uh, Isla has uh, one on uh, the back burner uh, waiting uh, for her uh, as soon as. Oh, wow. I'm not okay. going to be part of You guys know what you need to do. Good, Arkrov. I'll make sure all my splash damage hits all of you guys as much as possible. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You're going to be throwing your bombs backwards because I'm never in this shit. <laughs> I'll like, throw a bomb oh, directly man. at you, even if there's no enemies there. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of reminders for you guys, one last little thing before we dive into things. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, for you $25 and $50 patrons who are listening, it'll be the 21st when you guys get access to this. Uh, remember, at 6 p.m. Pacific time, that's 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tonight, we're meeting up on the Discord in the Movie Nights voice channel to watch Starship Troopers for our first monthly movie night. So make sure you tune in for that if you're a $25 or $50 patron. If you want to get access, if you're thinking, if you're on the edge there and you want to come hang out with us every month and get other shit, Woo-hoo. maybe hop on over to patreon.com slash quest. Or don't. It's really fine. We don't, we don't have to. It's fine. Yeah, just stop edging on the threshold. It's yeah. just that we want to hang out with you really badly. Exactly. And also we're $64 away from getting to our $500 goal. So, so uh, help us out. Help if, us out. If we didn't like you and we didn't want to hang out with you, we wouldn't have scheduled this shit on a Friday. We would have yeah, made it like that. a Wednesday or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. So fuck you. Hang out with us. <laughs> that <laughs> is a threat. I'll be it there. It is a threat. Josh it has will nothing be there. to do Laura with the fact that there. we're losers and have nothing to do on Friday night. We just really like you guys. Yeah, we're going to watch Starship Troopers with a bunch where we murder aliens and there's some boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Before we get off Starship Troopers, I do have to tell you guys there's the story. Some booty. This is the first pair of boobs I ever saw on the big screen. And it was <laughs> with my mom. I was sitting Are right next serious? to my mom and she tried to cover my eyes. And I said, I already saw them, mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know. How did she not know it was an R-rated movie? I don't know. All right. Well, I love that she tried to like cover your eyes like she was trying to salvage the situation. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, we're almost at our five hundred dollar goal. We also have forty nine Apple reviews. If anybody wants to push us over to the 50, 50 number, reviews, be kick ass. and two more patrons. And we have 50 patrons, guys. That's you a pretty big deal as well. We can hit 50 and frisky. Well, enough of the bullshitting and the time wasting. We got some poop to get to, folks. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yep. What? I think I don't remember what you we don't. did last week. You don't oh, I, remember? I remember. We ended with the 
poop joke. We sure did. Let's go poop. Oh, yeah, that's right. That it is was how a real cliff dangler. <laughs> the, the suspicious guy had to go to the bathroom. So Hannibal is going to escort him and poop with him. You were all in the parliamentary assemblage. You guys got back over here by following some kind of magical trail that Hannibal had picked up on that was seemingly linked almost like a... You'd almost found like an IP address, basically, for like someone's Wi-Fi signal, and you're able to like trace it back to them magically. And as you got there, you realize that it must be connected to somebody in the room of the, the prime minister in her office. So it was the people in there were you guys, Laveau, Bestlove Howell, Briggs, Bestlove Howell's bodyguard, Reynard Bilmora, and Berenberg, the secretary of the prime minister. And after a little bit of talk and a bit of a tense moment, Locke picked up on that Berenberg was trying to sneak out of the room. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I did. Very suspicious. And upon stopping him and questioning him, interrogating him, asking what the hell he was doing, he claimed he needed to go take a dump. Although he did definitely look sweaty and suspicious. And the last thing we left off on was Hannibal volunteering to escort the young man to the lavatory by insisting that let's to let's go take a poop and that's where we pick up if he has to poop so bad why doesn't he just shit his pants right now huh prove it <laughs> prove it yeah take a page out of the old stephanie handbook <laughs> 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 yeah that's good to know steph next time you need to go to the bathroom really bad i'm gonna say prove it piss yourself right now <laughs> do it i oh. literally never ask for bathroom breaks during our sessions yeah i know that would be fosmeyer prove it foz pee yourself i will <laughs> The only bad He'll thing is if Foz would start going, he just I don't think you're the person that could stop yourself. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Anyways, we find you guys back there. Baron Burr looking very nervous, a little shifty-eyed, and he begins to slowly turn towards the door, like looking up at Hannibal. Well, uh, shall we? Uh, okay. I think I need to use the restroom too. Uh, okay, I mean, I was just going to use the one outside. It's, it's, it's a single-person restroom. Uh... Prime Minister, is that okay if we use your uh, private lavatory? Um, well, there's the one just down the hall that's a single person. I mean, I do have... She points over to, like, her left and on the far side of the wall, um, to the far right wall when you guys walk in. There is a door that she points to and says, I do have my own, but it's odd. There's one down the whole wave. If you insist... Okay, sure. If you insist. Now what do you do if more than one person has to go at the same time? People wait. Well, that seems rather barbaric. We are in the capital, <laughs> no, are we not? In in fact, it it's it's very civilized to wait your turn in line. It's oh. it's it's literally the epitome of civilization. Waiting your turn. Uh, well, agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> uh you may use the prime minister's private uh, lavatory, and I will um wait for a Berenberg. Unless okay. you're done first, in which case, please let me know, because I very much do have to poop. Oh God. Well, Berenberg goes ahead and pushes the door open. Um, I got the walking. visibility and I walk in. <gasps> well, no, no. I mean, he's he's like walking out of the office. I walk. I, so, okay. so when do you want to cast invisibility? I will move motion to open the door for him like a gentleman would. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Of course. Pretend to walk past it the way that we were headed, not the way that we came. Cast invisibility, jump in the bathroom with him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gee. So, okay. So you're going to cast invisibility. And then you're going to try to time it so that when he opens the door, you can yeah. slip in. Okay, 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 okay. This is insane. This is not what I thought was going to happen. Okay, so number one, I just want to double check one thing. Does invisibility have a verbal component? 
Probably, yeah. Oh my god, oh no. I'm double checking. It does. It has all three. It has all three. So, okay, so go ahead for casting the spell. You know what? It's Pathfinder. There might be rules for this. I thought he might just give this to me because I was doing something cool. <laughs> Dude, it's Pathfinder though. Come on. What are we playing? 5e? <laughs> my wife. Um, well, Shane, you know what? Go ahead and roll me a concentration check. Uh, not a stealth. You're going to roll a stealth check to get in the door. But to roll this without him noticing, it's just going to be you have to concentrate and say it very softly or he won't notice. <laughs> okay. So uh, what's the DC? Um, the current DC. I'm just going to count it as a... Casting device. You know, let's do it. Let's do it like the vigorous motion DC. It's just 10 plus the spell level. Oh, nice. So only at DC 12. It's really easy to hit. Okay. But if you fuck it up. That's a 23. <laughs> yeah. No problem. You just, you just, what, what's the, what is invisibility again? What's his keyword? Uh, he hasn't actually used it yet. He's really? Vanished. I thought he's been it. Oh, what, what does he say under his breath then? <laughs> he says, all right. Uh, enjoy your stay, Periwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, he doesn't say it quietly. He rolls it into another sentence. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Now I need you to roll a stealth check as you try to slip in the door at the same time. I'm going to go ahead and roll a perception for Baron Burr um, just to see. You get a plus 20 when you're stealth, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And you also are moving. You're not moving at full speed because you're just walking. So, yeah, I'll give that. that Sorry. I'm, fine. I meant invisible. 39. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Teamed. So so you say that and he kind of quickly like he looks over his shoulder as you say it. And he, he turns around just as you say periwinkle. And he's just kind of like, ha. <laughs> And he walks down the hall very quickly and he goes and he kind of like starts to hurry a little bit. And then he goes and he pushes the door open really fast. You slide in. You just barely feel the doorknob like graze on your little belly button. It just it barely touches. But then the door just, you know, catches and closes and you're in there and it's quiet. And you're in this nice little lavatory. Like you can see there's a hand washing sink on one side that just has like a bucket of water next to it. They don't have uh, indoor plumbing like the Carthine have because this isn't all fancy. Uh, but then there's like a big square kind of uh, wood and marble like seats. So it's a it's a really rudimentary looking toilet, probably like a sewer that drains out of here or something like that. But it's rather small. It's big enough for you to stand in here and you could avoid him. But it's um it's, it's nice in here. But he immediately comes in. He's just he goes and he sits down on where the toilet is. His pants are still on and you just watch him like he just starts muttering to himself. Uh, can I do perception? Sure. Uh, 15. OK, so, yeah, you can hear him. And you're just like, oh, man. OK, I'm. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Barry. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's just, you just gotta, you just gotta think your way out of things. Okay. So, um, it's gonna be, he's gonna be real mad. Um, you were, t- they were supposed to figure this out and, oh God, God damn it. Okay. Um, you just gotta, you just gotta pull the ripcord, buddy. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. It's just, you can't, you can't, you just can't take the chance. Um, he's gonna hurt them if, if that's the case. And so I just, I just gotta, I just gotta do it. And so he just reaches up and he, he rifles into his shirt. Do you want to do anything? Um. Oh shit! No, I kind of want to see what happens. I mean, already in action. What action are you readying? <sighs> Magic missile. No. Um. If I see him start to cast a spell, I will cast a spell on him. Okay. So he reaches into his shirt and rifles around a bit, and he pulls out. You watch him like tug something off of his neck and like snap a little leather cord. He looks at his hand for a second, and he's got this like this little like glass vial. It looks empty. Uh oh. Just a little glass vial that is like hooked around this cord and he just looks at it and he just goes like oh man and you watch him he just crushes it in his hand what the fuck and you hear him like ah and you watch like blood start to kind of drip out of his hand he's just like ah what do you do I'm gonna watch him I'm so curious so he goes over and he kind of the, the blood drips and he just kind of like gets up off the toilet and goes and like presses his ear up against the door he's like ah kind of thought it would happen already 
And he just like walk, he walks over and he like cleans his hand off, takes like the shards of glass. There's like, you can see there's no other material. It's just glass. And he puts it into like a waste bin and like washes his hand and takes like a, like a piece of like cloth from like his, uh, around his waist and he wraps it around his hand. He's just like trying to get it to stop bleeding. It's bleeding pretty bad. How long do you think he's been in here? Uh, he's probably been in here for, you've been here for less than five minutes, I would say. Okay, because my invisibility spell only lasts three minutes. Um, I say you're pushing on the threshold there, bud. Okay, nothing happens when I'm coming up to the third minute. Um, yeah, I say you're encroaching it and he's kind of standing there and he's kind of like, you see he's like waiting impatiently. He hasn't left the room yet, but he does start to go towards the door to open it up. Why don't you roll me a percentile die? I'm going to say, I'm going to say low here. I'm going to do it the opposite. than when I usually have you pick it and then I roll, you're going to roll. <sighs> 82. Nice. Okay, that's good. Because I said low. So he goes and opens the door and he looks out and he notices that like Hannibal's not out there. And he just like goes and begins to sprint down the stairs away from the office. Oh, oh God, fuck. I cast Shadow Trap. Okay, you appear as, as he starts to run, like you appear, you cast Shadow Trap. Okay, um, oh what's God. the uh, what's the save? I uh, will save. That is a natural two, so it doesn't matter what yeah. his modifier is. Oh no, it turns out Barable's level 20. <laughs> he saves. Oh my God. Uh, so yeah, he he definitely, he's he's running and you catch, you, you come around and what, what what's the command word? What's the verbal component for Shadow Trap? He goes, oh, hocus pocus, and you see him appear out of nowhere. <laughs> he falls, and you each watch the shadowy arm like move across the floor, like and grab him. And he's now like, oh, it's a dodo's beak. Now we established that this shadow is a dodo. Oh right, it's a shadowy dodo that comes out and grabs him by like oh the back of his waistcoat. He's dangling in the air because he was like falling. So now he's like, ah, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> he turns around and goes, gods, get the prime minister and the others. They need to see this quick. Okay, the guards rush over. You guys can probably also hear that. There's a little bear screaming, so you guys can pretty probably hear it. So I imagine you all come. Okay, so you guys rush down the hall, and you see there is a shadow trap. How many rounds that last? Three rounds, so it'd be like 18 seconds. Um, okay. But I think you get a will save every round. Let me check. I think you can spend yeah, the turn. Yeah, it's a full round action to attempt a will save. So you I'm, get I'm just going to roll three. Oh, okay, no, you get see. two more, because the first one you failed. Uh, 17? Just makes it. Okay, so as you guys are running down, you see this shadowy dodo you've seen before, and you see Hannibal standing there with his wand out like a fucking Harry Potter wizard, like holding this thing in place. And uh, you can see flailing kind of in the air in this shadowy dodo's beak is Baron Burr. And there's a moment where he kind of, you watch him like concentrate really hard, and, and then the shadow just kind of like, and he just lands kind of on his butt, and he scrambles up really quick, and is going to start to run back down well, the, the stairs. Mechanically, it's a full run action to attempt that, so I would cast it again as soon as I saw him break it. I had okay, it prepared okay. twice. Nice. Let me have the rest of the group do a thing, and then we come back to you and see what you do, <laughs> so everyone else can play Pathfinder. Um, <laughs> um, what do you guys do as you eventually kind of come upon this happening? You watch as, like, the moment he gets released from this spell as it dissipates, and he begins to stand up and start to run. How far away are we? You're, like, close. Yeah, you guys are running down the hall because you heard him yelling, and you heard the guards come up and were like, come check this out. Do I get close enough to, like, grapple? Uh, Probably not close enough to put your hands on him. I would say, like, standard Pathfinder close range, like 25-ish feet. You guys are, like, okay. close to him, you know? Maybe 10, maybe 15 feet. Arkrov will draw his light crossbow and uh, load a bolt. Okay, nice. Locke will use adhesive spittle, spit at him, try to entangle him. Okay, uh, what is, uh, what, do, what, what do I have to roll? I am looking that up right now. Um, so it's a reflex saving throw. Okay, reflex save. Oh, 18. 
Yeah, that saves. So is that it? Does it does that not do anything? He moves out of the way? It functions as a tangle foot bag, except I don't have to make a successful attack roll. So that just means that you the DC is all that matters, right? I believe so. Yeah, the save. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, that's it. So he's able to move out of the way. He's like starting to go down the stairs. Anybody else want to do anything before Hannibal goes to uh do the shadow trap? There's Again? nothing I can do except for try and kill him, but I'm going to try and shake it up a bit and not do that. <laughs> cool. Tight. Wow. Kenzo gets amused. <laughs> okay. Another will save there, Hannibal? Yes, please. And I will move up before I cast it to get closer. That's a natural three. So he gets caught in again. The dodo appears again as Hannibal waves his (laughs) wand and says, hocus pocus. And the the illusory penumbral dodo grasps him by the waistcoat again and lifts him up in the air. He's just kind of like flailing. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't have any choice. Don't let him get away. Grab him. I would say he's... He's not helpless with that, right? He just can't move, correct? He can't move more than five feet away from where he was grappling. Right. So go ahead. If somebody wants to grapple him, y'all can do that. Or you can all do it. Just roll a CMB because he is not considered helpless. Uh, yeah, we can all aid that the person that's grappling give them a plus two. Jesus. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Arkov aids. Okay. Well, it, we don't even know Come if that's on. what Kansas is doing. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> so Kenzo will, you know pick up his harem looking pants and make a dash for tiny. And he'll be like, come here, you cutie. (laughs) (laughs) And he will attempt a grapple. Um, Who's aiding Kenzo in this? Just Arkrov? Yeah. What would I have to roll for that? Just a CMB. Yeah. They just roll a 10 or a 10 or higher. Natural 19. (gasps) Nice. Cool. Well, you get a plus four there, Kenzo. Kenzo? Kenzo? They call you Kenzo? Yeah. That's weird. Kenzo. Um, Yeah. Go ahead and add a plus four to your CMB. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna have to really fuck it up to not do it. He's he's a fucking paper pusher. It's an eighteen. Yeah, that does it, guys. He's a paper <laughs> pushing gnome. Of course that does it. Uh, I would have loved if he would have been like, "Just kidding. This is my first form," you know. And then <laughs> his body splits open. And he's a gigantic minotaur. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm worried about that vial. What the fuck's with that vial? What did it do? Yeah, when that I'm happens. It's too bad we actually can't listen to music while we're recording like mm-hmm. this. That's a little fact for everybody. Normally, we can hear the music. Right now, I put it in later because it's not feasible over Zoom. Boom. Razan and Arkrov are able to move forward and both kind of grasp a side of this little dude. And Kenzo walks over and really easily just kind of like, he scoops him up and is able to like wrap his hands behind his back and like grab his legs. And you're just, you're a very strong man. So you're able to just hold him there. He's kind of locked up and he's like a little kid in your hands. Yeah. So he can't, he's just like trying to squirm and he's oh, sorry, I didn't have any choice. Don't hurt me, please. He's, he smells his, the top of his head and whispers. He smells like cinnamon. Oh, great. That's Ooh. wonderful. Kenzo actually enjoys that more than he thought he would. Hannibal will say, ah, apprehend him. Uh, bring him to the prime minister. Okay, so you're able to do the guards like come over and one of the guards pulls out a set of manacles and he's just like, God, I'm sorry. And they just go and they latch his hands up and they put him, they like take him out of Kenzo's arms and they place him on the ground and they like kind of push him along with the spear and be like, fucking walk, little one. And so he's like, had his hand behind his back. He's just like, damn it, I knew this was going to happen. So you guys band to lead him back towards the prime minister's office. His head's kind of hung down as he comes inside. And uh, the doors are closed behind you guys. Uh, he's just kind of standing there. And the prime minister's just kind of sitting at her desk like, Well, um, Hannibal, do you mind telling me how his shit went? I would be glad to, prime minister. So, 
A report of what I saw in the latrine. Number one, there was no number one. Number two, there was no number two. Number three, this young man sat down on the latrine with his pants still on. He did not proceed to relieve himself, but instead, panicked, pulled a cord from around his neck that contained a a glass vial. He then crushed the vial with his hands and said, any minute now, as if he was waiting for something to happen. He also mentioned something about someone hurting us, and I couldn't help but notice he did not wash his hands. (gasps) That is all. The Prime Minister kind of looks at you funny this odd story. She goes ahead and stands up and walks around the desk. She actually like kneels down next to Berenberg. Barry, Barry, look at me. He kind of like raises his eyes to her. What the hell is going and in the middle of that, everyone roll perception check. Oh, oh shit. Dude, what if that was like a poison pill? He's dead. That's what I was thinking the whole time. It was time. an empty glass vial that he crushed with his hands. He didn't drink anything. Just because it was empty doesn't mean it didn't have something in it. Maybe there was a Just gas. If there was a gas, then yeah. Hannibal's gonna die too. We're all so gonna die. Yeah, we all touched I him. I mean, Hannibal would have been plugging his nose. He was in the bathroom. It's true. <laughs> Duh. You got a point there. Okay. Razan. <laughs> 22. Arkrov. 4. Locke. 26. Kenzo. 11. And Hannibal. 20. Nice. Hannibal, Locke, and Razan. As she's saying this, you guys begin to hear some kind of commotion happening outside of the office. Oh, fuck. You hear oh, what sounds no. like screaming. Oh, and then you no. hear you hear two thuds oh my God. against the door. And then everything falls very silent. It goes like this for about 10 seconds. I cast invisibility on the prime minister again. <laughs> so you get up and go and cast invisibility on her? Yeah, I just I just slowly stutter over to her. And I go, without even looking at her, I go, oh, Barry Winkle. And I, he, he touches her. Okay, she goes invisible. But you see Barry is like, his eyes are closed and his head's down. And he's just shaking his head. Razan immediately goes to run outside to see what's happening. Okay. You go uh, over the door and you kick the door open and you can see as you go to push it, the door doesn't move right away and you kind of throw your shoulder into it. And there are two bodies leaning up against the door. They're fully clad in armor. They've got the spears at their side. These are some of the guards. They're dead. Are they like facing the door or facing? They fell back into the door. Fell back into it. Okay. And if you if you do examine their faces, um, their faces look really sallow and like sunken and they're like real dead. Oh, it's obvious. I'm not even going to make you roll. It's like, people don't look like this. Oh They're dead? Oh, They're dead. Oh, fuck. What, what do you the mean? Fuck? I've never heard sallow before. What does that mean? Yeah, I thought of Their face is sunken. Like, imagine, um, imagine like the first, like, one-tenth of looking at the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, so you're not melting yet, but your body is, like, shriveled. Razan opens the door. She sees these guards who have fallen back into it that are very clearly dead. Mm-hmm. She just immediately shuts the door again. There's something out there. Kenzo removes his blade. What's this out there? What did you do, uh, Baron Burr? What was that thing? He's just shaking his head. Just He's just shaking his head. His eyes are closed. Um, Razan, with your perception, because you're standing by the door, you can hear down the hallway through the door, you can hear someone going, Help, please. Please. She yells at Baron What was that? Help us. I want to be Everybody's dead. Ah, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Uh, come on, 
on, let's go. And she opens the door. Okay, you open the door. You can see down the hallway towards where the stairs are. There's two more guards lying on the ground dead. Fuck. Oh my God. Got to make a decision. Razan's running out of the door. Hannibal wants to go to where he last saw the prime minister and say, I'm sorry, Emran. Whatever you do, stay under your desk. Close your eyes. And we will let you know when it is safe to open them. Thank you for the advice, Hannibal. She's over by the desk right now. You can hear her voice over there. <laughs> she's, already, she's already walked by the desk. Arkrov, uh, with crossbow still in hand, will run out the door towards Rasan. Okay. Kenzo was going to question Baron Burr, but he sees that uh, Hannibal kind of has it going, and he nods at the old man, and he, like, decides to go towards the door where you know, the commotion is. And he kind of cautiously okay. peeps out just to see if his companion's already dead outside the door. No, there, you see Razan running down the hall. Oh, the door is wide open now. Well, if you if you peek out, you'll see Razan running down the hall. Oh, okay, okay. going after her, crossbow in hand. So. And so then, yeah, he steps out and he follows, but with a little bit of caution. Okay. Locke will also follow her friends. Okay, so everybody except for Hannibal move out the door. Um, Hannibal, are you staying in here? What, what, what is the plan? All your companions are out the door. Everyone that's in the room right now, it's, it's Reynard, Besliv, Briggs, and Laveau, including you also have um, Berenber as well. Uh, Laveau is invisible. Besliv is now standing up like next to Briggs, and Briggs has his great sword removed. Actually, he might have had a long sword. I don't remember what I said before. Whatever I said in the last episode, he's got a big sword. And Reynard is currently like sitting in a chair, but behind Briggs and Besliv. Uh, Briggs, w- will you watch this man for me, please? And he, he like he's like gesturing to uh, Baron Burr. Yeah, he walks over. He's got puts the sword in his shoulder. He says, "Give him here." And he goes and he leans down and he just like picks the guy up and slings him over his shoulder. And he's like, "He won't go anywhere." And he goes and he like pushes him into a chair next to Reynard. And he looks at Reynard. He's like, "You watch him." He's like, oh, oh, "All right, I'm here. Okay." Very good, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. And then he he runs out the door, follows his companions. Cool, you're out the door, so you're a little bit behind them, but you guys run down the hall. As you remember when you came in here, there were a lot of guards stationed on this side of the parliament building, because this is what leads up to the prime minister's office, where she stays. And as you guys rush up, you see another set of guards dead at the top of the stairs. You look down the stairwell as you're, you know, it's this long winding stair, this like very gradual wind, it's this huge building. Um, And you look and there's two more. And as you guys step down the stairway, all the guards you saw stationed here are dead until you eventually get to the bottom floor and you can see the two guards that were stationed inside are laying on the ground. Wait, but what about the one outside? You can't see. The door is closed. Damn, I hope he's dead. Okay, continue. (laughs) Uh, What do you guys do? You get to the bottom of the stairs. You can see the the guards that are stationed at the front door here. So you've probably seen close to 10 dead guards at this point. Can Arkov detect magic? around the room. Uh, yeah, go for it. You do that. There's nothing magical out of the ordinary. I'm not going to say there's no magic in here because, right. you know, magical kingdom, but there's no out of the ordinary magic. I, I don't see anything. Um, d- does anybody see anything? Can Razan like, look around to see, like, what direction whatever this, like, thing is might have gone in? Uh, sure. Roll a perception check. Oh, shit. That was bad. I got a 10. Yeah, so as you guys are standing here at the bottom of the stairs, there's multiple sets of guards behind you that are just dead. And if you guys took any time to look at them, their faces look sunken and like the, the flesh has kind of shriveled and they just look gaunt and horrible. Um, it's, it's disgusting. I mean, a few of them, a few of them look worse than the others, but for the most part, they're all just pretty, um, they're gone. It's very obvious. Like, Arkrov, you're trained in like how the body functions and checking on people's vitals. You don't even have to, to check. 
you can look, he said, people don't look like this to yeah. survive. And as you guys are standing there, as you take a moment, like I imagine, like Arkov says something and then maybe Hannibal has a comment because he always does. And then Ark, uh, Razan's just like, shh. And you guys all notice it's dead fucking quiet in here. There's no sound. Can, um, can Hannibal do a knowledge, like maybe Arcana or Spellcraft to see what could possibly cause something like this? What, like spell effects? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. For that, um, actually, just, just for this purpose, because um, I don't want to necessarily give anything away by having you roll a certain knowledge check. Let me have, because it pertains to the body, um, actually, Arcrop, why don't you roll a heal check? Mm. And then depending on what you get, you can inform if Hannibal can roll a knowledge. Okay. Um, so you can see what's wrong with the bodies, and then maybe Hannibal can roll something. Cool. Oh, well, that's an 11. With an 11. It's quite apparent that in some manner of it or another, their like vitality was drained from them. Yeah. Like rapidly. I don't know if that role would give you quite the exact knowledge to roll. Hannibal has every knowledge. And so yeah. I think he was thinking this doesn't seem natural. He doesn't think that all these people naturally died. It has to be magical of some nature. It's pretty apparent. Why don't you roll? I can, uh, most of my knowledge is the same ability score do you want me to tell you what just roll the number yeah why don't are they are they are they, which ones are different okay um so sorry i know this is overly complicated i just want to keep the mystery alive because the pathfinder mechanics give shit away i'm here for it dude so my lowest ones are 10 dungeoneering don't tell me which ones okay my lowest ones are 10 um and my second best ones are 12s okay so why don't you just roll the d20 tell me what's on it and we'll see. I don't know how much difference the two extra will make. I have but I'll one just, 11, I'll just... and I'll just tell you that's knowledge engineering. I don't think this has to do with <laughs> okay. the structural work. Okay. You want me to tell you what's on the D20 when I roll it? Yeah, tell me what's on the D20. This is more interesting. This is like 2E with the secret rolls and shit. Okay. Uh, it's a 10. It's a 10. Okay. So no matter what it is, it's a minimum of 20. 20, 21, or 22. To you, with the little bit of information you got of Arkrov's heal check... And the fact that you're not, whatever did this to them, you're not viewing it. You can't see it. This looks like some kind of energy drain. Uh, it looks like something that that's generally comes from something undead. Oh. Okay. Excellent. So Hannibal doesn't think that it's a spell as much as he thinks that it's like an effect. Whatever this undead thing is, it's like draining their life force from them. But I mean, his knowledge of spells and necromancy wouldn't lead him to believe that there's a single spell this powerful. Correct. As far as your knowledges would tell, yeah. Everybody roll a perception check. Fuck. Shit. <sighs> Let's start with the best one, Arkrov. Nine. <laughs> hey, not bad for you. Nine. Lock. Eleven. Womp, womp. Kenzo. Twenty-one. Twenty-one, okay. Um, Hannibal. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And Razan. Sixteen. Okay, so as you guys are standing here, maybe you're like w- like moving around the near space, kind of looking at some things. You hear a very high pitched shriek upstairs, and you hear some shouting and some commotion coming from up the stairs. Oh, ah! No, wait, from we up the stairs up. where we just came. No, yep. what? We run back up, or I do. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do, I'll tell you guys. Uh, everyone, I believe that this is the result of some undead. Undead? That's all oh. I know. Razan gets super wide-eyed. You guys hear a roar. A Fuck. loud canine roar. Canine oh, roar? No. Jesus. 
We run up. What are you guys doing? We run, we up, run the up the stairs. Shit. You run up the stairs. Okay. No. Everyone. No one said uh, anything after Hannibal gave his little spiel. So you guys run upstairs. You guys are hauling ass up the stairs, running as fast as you can uh, up this long spiral stairway. You run past some of the guards. Um, you're able to kind of uh, step over their their now shriveled up dead bodies, and you hear this like screaming, and there's all this commotion happening up the stairs, and you hear this animalistic sound as you guys kind of turn the corner and you're running down the hall towards the open door. I need you all to roll a perception check to see if you can see what's happening inside the oh door from about God. 50 yards away. God damn. Razan? 11. Locke? 24. Kenzo? Uh, fucking nine. <laughs> Arkrov? Fucking 19, baby. What? Holy shit. Did you have to roll a natural 20 for that? Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannibal? Uh, 17. 17. Okay, so for Locke, as you're running down the hall with the, you, you, since you're over 20, you hear this commotion. You almost can see like this strange, like dark shape move in front of the door from one side to the other. And as you're as you're running towards it, you hear the shattering of glass, and you hear this this like large movement in the room, and then everything goes silent. I run through the door. Well, wait. Okay, so you guys all run forward. And as you cruise into the room, you can see one of these large windows that kind of line the back wall behind Emeryn's desk. There's a huge portion of it just shattered outwards. Um, you can see Briggs' armor and his shriveled body lying there on the ground. No! Reynard is currently cowering under a chair, and you see the tiny shriveled body of Berenber. No! Oh, no! oh my god. And those are the only people you can see. Bestliv is gone? At this point, yeah, Bestliv is gone, and you know that your invisibility spell would have <gasps> worn off by now. The Prime Minister is gone. The no. Prime Minister is not no. in here. Wait. Oh, oh my God. I quit the podcast. <laughs> I quit. But what you guys do see, similar to the shadow trap you guys kind of saw before, as you run in, you're kind of trying to get your bearings and everything. You guys notice rising up from some of the shadows underneath the desks and the chairs, you see these shapes begin to rise up out of the ground, these shadowy figures. And there's just these ghastly wisps flying off of them. And as they coalesce into these three different shadowy shapes, you see these faces curl out of them and you hear this <gasps> roll for initiative. No! no! My God. I hate it. Dude, I haven't rolled for initiative in like forever. God fucking damn it. Feels great. All right, initiatives. Let's start with Hannibal. 22. Jesus. Cash 22. Arkrov. 12. Okay. Razan. Seven. Seven. Locke. Nine. And Kenzo. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Not not that great of initiatives there, guys. Well, um, so as these strange, like, wispy, dark, spectral figures kind of rise up out of the floor from the darkness, they begin to move towards you guys. You can see Reynard is currently just under a chair on the left-hand side. There is the unmoving body of Briggs to your left, and there is the very obviously suffered the same fate as the guards outside, Baron Burr, lying on the ground in the middle of the room. Um, let's go ahead. Let's go to roll 20 here, guys. Oh, um, I'm just going to say I don't have um, I don't have any tokens for the NPCs in the room, but let's be honest, that's not very important. <laughs> All right. With that, starting off round one, Hannibal. Habitable. Hannibal says, ah, Periwinkle, and goes invisible. Okay, he goes invisible. All right, you'll just know you're invisible because I can't get the thing to work, and I don't want to waste any more time. It's getting late, and we're starting a combat. 
All right. So you go invisible. That's your that's your standard action. You want to do anything for your move? Uh, I will, but I I will decline to say what I do. No, I'll move. Let yeah, come on. I ain't, I ain't no scrub. 25, 30. No, 25, 30. He'll get there. Nice. And turn him so he's facing the action. Anything for the, uh, Zidodo? Uh, yeah. Jesus is going to do what he does best and fucking run. So, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right. That is Hannibal's turn. Um, I'm just going to say this. Do you want to roll a knowledge? Yeah. Uh, would it be religion or planes or... It'll Arcana? be religion, bro. Religion. Let's see what I got. Religion. In the religion, the old religion department. 18? Let me just double check here real quick. Yeah, dude. I think I know what these are. Can I guess? What? What's your guess? Yeah. I think it's a manticore. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What is it? What's your real guess, dude? I don't fucking know. Fine. I was going to give you an extra piece of useful information if you would have guessed right, but I'm just going to tell you, they are shadows. shadows. These are three shadows. Um, you did surpass the CR by five, so you get two pieces of useful information. Um, uh, is there anything in particular you'd like to know, Mr. Thatcher? Yes, please. All I gotta say is, like, shadows are bad. And there's three of them. I would like to know, one, if it has any uh, resistances, shadows. Okay. Technically, they don't have any kind of energy resistance. But I'll give you something, because the word resistance is in it. It's channel resistance, which most undead have, is a plus two. Perfect. Plus two to its channel resistance. So that's a bonus on top of its will save if someone were to channel. So you don't know what its will save is, um, but it gets a save against the channel. It gets a plus two bonus. Yeah. I deal with this a lot in my uh, Carrion Crown campaign. So channeling energy as a cleric typically, or in this case, an oracle, which is uh, our crop, has a will save for undead creatures if you're channeling to harm. Correct. And I think that that's the equivalent of a first level spell. There might be a specific will save DC to it. It's a specific DC. I can actually check really quick, just so we know what it is. Mm, we don't know that they can't. It is 10 plus half the cleric's level plus the cleric's charisma modifier. In this case, it would be the oracle. It's going to function the same. Um, so it's going to be 10 plus one for rounding down. So 11 plus uh, what's your charisma modifier there, Mr. Talborn? Plus four. So DC it is a 15. DC 15. And they get a plus two to their will save. Right. Um, but yeah, that's one. What's the second one you want to know, dude? I want to know if they have any immunities. Um, just the standard undead traits. So if you want to look those up, I'll let you know those. That's fine. Um, you, I mean, Hannibal would know those based off of like his research. But the only thing in their immunities is their standard undead traits. My defending effects, fortitude saves that don't apply to objects. Um, that's all I can think of at the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I can even can even read them to you. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, immunities to all mind-affecting effects. That's charms, compulsions, morale effects, patterns, and phantasms. They're immune to bleed, death effects, disease, paralysis, poison, sleep effects, and stunning. They're not subject to non-lethal damage, ability drain, or energy drain. They're immune to damage to its physical ability scores, um, as well as exhaustion and fatigue effects. Um, immunity to any effect that requires a fortitude save unless the effect also works on objects or is harmless. Wow. A bunch of other stuff. They're like not affected by raise dead or reincarnate spells. Could I tell by looking at them that if they're incorporeal or not? Um, you didn't ask that. So right. I will neither confirm nor deny. I will relate to everybody what I think I know about them. And I will say they might be incorporeal uh, before I okay, move. Okay. And then I will move. Uh, Judas will move and that'll be our turn. Okay. It is the Shadow's turn. Hold a pretty decent initiative for these guys. So, the one up here in the front, 
is going to fly towards the nearest person, which is Arkrov. And Sweet. it's going to... Is there any way it can position itself? How intelligent are these things? Okay, it's an int of... I'll just tell you guys, it doesn't really matter. It's an int of six, so I'm not going to make it a strategist. It moves forward, and it's going to make a single touch attack. That is... Oh, not very good. Low on the die. That's a nine to touch AC. That misses. Okay, this wow. thing comes over to you. And you see it reaches out this horrible, ghostly, dark hand, and it goes to touch you. And you're just like, ah, shit! And you move your head out of the way, and it just goes right past you. Um, that's going to be its move and its standard. The other ones, um, let's see. Hannibal is invisible. Judas is not, but I'm not that kind of a GM, so... I mean, what would they do? Do do what you think they would do. Judas isn't off the table. Yeah, but also, like, I, I extend, like, beyond realism, like... He's also not you don't a use as soon as you use that guy in combat. I'm going to kill that bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, it's unspoken GM GM rule with the players is you don't use it for combat. I don't attack him. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. That's just fucked up. So this thing is going to move up. It is going to move forward towards. You know, I'm going to have him move up towards uh towards Arkrov as well because he's the closest one, and they don't know what abilities you guys have at this point. And he's going to make a single attack. Um, that's a 16 to touch AC. That's a hit. Okay, and oh. First time on the podcast, rolling one of McNugget's prism dice. I rolled the D6 for this. You take six points of strength damage. What? What the fuck? Oh my God. Six points of strength damage. No will save? No nothing? Where's your strength at, dude? Are you sure that's right? Yep. There's no will save. No, but the touch touch is the whole thing. Six Uh, points. Strength is eight. Total? Yikes! No. But uh, we're going to have this last one. It's going to move to whoever's closest. It's going to move upwards and attack Kenzo. Let's go. I'm going to roll the d20 that Minikus gave me because uh, I'm going to be honest. That d6 served me right. Thanks, Dan. All right. Here we go. Attack on Kenzo. That is a... Oh! <laughs> 18 on the die. Yeah, thanks, Dan. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Um, That is going to be one point of strength damage. Um, Okay. That's their turn. It is now Arkrov's turn. Arkrov, you feel weak, man. You're kind of putting together what happened to these people. Um, they sucked them dry. Uh-oh. Um, can Arkrov roll a knowledge religion? Sure. Uh, that's 16. 16? Okay, you get one piece of useful information. I mean, Hannibal already told him some stuff, so how does that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say, like, don't, you, you don't ask those things, but you get an additional piece. Oh, oh nice. Okay. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Like, that's this is very game mechanic-y. We're like, sure, it's just what you happen to know. I don't care. I'm not going to be redundant. I was wondering how you would that, do that. That gotcha. would just be stupid. How dumb would that be? You know, if you happen the to have the same skill. the most about, yeah. Yeah, I'll just make it different because then that's like, fine. The the reality breaks down into game mechanics. That's fine. Pick something new, my dude. Um, well, we, I mean, we, we obviously know what one of their special abilities is or at least what their Correct. attack is. Uh, do they have any other special abilities? See if they're incorporeal or something. Um, interesting, because I could tell you a, I could tell you a bit of a detail about the strength damage, or I could tell you a different ability they have. Mm, I want to know a different one. Different one. Okay. Yeah. So they have an ability called Create Spawn. A humanoid creature killed by a shadow's strength damage becomes a shadow under the control of its killer in one d four rounds. Sweet. That sounds cool. Oof, good luck, man. I mean, good luck, all of us. <laughs> oh dear. 
All right, so Arkrov will... Uh, Arkrov goes stumbling back. He is freaked out. These two shadows just moved up. Uh, something from his nightmares tried to grasp him one successfully doing so. He will stumble backwards. Um, so you can take a five-foot step. And he is going to drop his crossbow. Uh, once he drops his crossbow, it flies across the room 10 feet. Whoa, what? Yep, so um, it goes here. There you go. Sweet. There's this crossbow, flies out of his hands. Uh, and then Arkrov will instinctually bow his head and um, channel positive energy. Okay. Uh, so they need to roll a save. Okay, so let's go ahead and roll. What's their roll save there? Okay, they got that bonus. So we'll go um, uh, my lavender die on the far left one. That's cocked. Um, that is, that's a, that's a 14 on the die. So yeah, that's a success. So they just take half damage. Uh, we'll do the middle one. That's an 18 on the die. And then we'll go, um, this last one on the right with McNuggets die here. That is a, a total of, yeah, 16. So all three of them save. Wow. Um, so let's take half damage from your, um, DC 15. Um, all right, here we go. That's going to be six, uh, full damage. So three. Okay. Three damage to each. Honestly, not bad. Like. Not bad. It's nine damage onto the table. Yeah. To That's each it. of them, which is awesome. Can't can't complain about that. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Go grill some meat, jerk. <laughs> hey. It always looks so beautiful. It does look so good. Also, may, make some beef jerky. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Send us home. Yeah, before the post office is gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, let's not let's not get into this subject. All right, that's the end of Arkrov's turn. Kenzo, you're up, buddy. Oh, 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 oh. oh my god. Um, as all of this started going on in Kenzo's head, he was like, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." Like every door he opens, every body he looks at, he's like, "Nope," or "Nope." <laughs> I guess, right? Nope. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, but being stared down he was kind of willing to jump out the window after seeing these fi- figures appear but he will pull back gain st- uh gain his uh stature and he'll just do a full round um attack action on the uh the shadow man okay go ahead and roll uh, that first attack johnny shadowman so yeah so the first will be the katana strike and 17 to hit 17 to hit does in fact hit i have to ask is your katana magical is it a plus, plus one? it's a plus one yeah <gasps> yes it, it is, is magical okay go ahead and roll me some damage nice that's six for uh for the first hit okay so as you go to strike you feel your blade pass through this thing there's like this very minor amount of resistance. You watch as like part of the, the form, this strange ghastly form kind of dissipates and then like and kind of coalesces back together. You think you did something to it, but it definitely wasn't, did not, it definitely did not suffer the amount of damage that a normal thing would have suffered from that kind of a blow. Um, go ahead and roll your second attack. He goes, ew. And then he will rear back and try to, try to strike it where he thinks its eyes are at with an unarmed strike. Just normal okay. arm strike. Yes, surely you could punch this ghost if your sword did not do enough. Maybe it's not immune to punching. Just punch the ghost, David. Yeah, natural 18 for 24. Um, I have to ask, mm-hmm. are your fists considered magical? To Kenzo, He's yes. got magic hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think by mechanic. Maybe you could get that later. I think mechanically... Um, they do not count. So you go to punch this thing, and literally, like, you see some of the form dissipate again, but you just, 
whiff right through its face. You feel no contact with it. It doesn't even flinch. Okay. Well, you know, Kenzo's used to that lack of contact with humanity as well. So <laughs> he, re- he, he, re- he, re- he fixes, you know, he goes back to his fighting stance. I bet Arkrov thinks Kenzo's hands are magical. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of, no, we're not going to Arkrov. We just had Arkrov. Uh, we're going to go to Locke. You're up. I don't think I have. I don't have anything magical. I want to explore this magical hand thing. <laughs> you're an alchemist. All you do is okay, magic wait. stuff. I have a question, and it's probably a stupid question. Get ready, everyone. My normal bombs are not magical. I know this for a fact. But if I have, if it's an acid or a frost bomb, is that a magical element or no? It's energy. It's oh. energy damage. They're not considered magic. I got nothing. Well, energy. We haven't dealt with energy damage yet. We don't know if they're immune to it or if they take it normally. I guess I could try it. I feel like Locke would at least try. Let's try an acid bomb. I'll tell you what. I would sooner try pouring acid on a ghost than punching it. Fair. Kenzo. Fair assessment. Okay. I would like to throw an acid bomb at this guy right here. And hopefully it'll hit his friend as well. And probably me. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we know their friends, Josh? Are they friends? Is that canon? Maybe I should hit this one instead then. Can I hit that bar? What's the distance? Yeah, 20, 20 feet, feet, right? Okay, I'm making a ruling here. Um, the alchemist bombs in Pathfinder, they are considered a supernatural ability. I'm just going to verify that on the alchemist class entry. That's those little letters you see next to things in the little parentheses, guys, on Pathfinder 1. Uh, it says uh, parentheses SU. That means supernatural. Um, so the exact definition for a supernatural ability is supernatural abilities are magical, but not spell-like. Supernatural abilities are not subject to spell resistance and do not function in areas where magic is suppressed or negated. Such as a magic field. Supernatural abilities effect cannot be dispelled and is not subject to counterspells. So it is, in fact, magical, but it is not just like a spell. So I will allow it to count. Ah. It's going to be considered magical. It's not like ghost touch, so it will only be partial damage. To give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. But, um... Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and uh, roll that attack roll there, Locke. I want to hit this one. Just so we're clear. The one on the far left. Okay, gotcha. Sure. Go for it. Get that splash damage on the okay, other dude. Okay, let's, let's go. Aha! It's touch. Ten. Ten. You go ahead and throw, and that's a miss. I believe um, it goes, <laughs> it goes, uh, we roll the D8, and it goes five feet in a different direction, right? Yeah. Yeah, just roll roll a D8 for him, and we're going to say that one starts in front of the thing. Boo. One. Oh, great. <laughs> so it lands right in front of this thing. So both of them will take splash damage, but so will Arkrov. So Arkrov, go ahead and roll Arcrof. a reflex save. I'm going to roll reflex sorry. saves for these two things. So uh, we'll do um, my my cat's eye die will be on the left one. Yeah, that is a 19 for the one on the left and a 17 for the one on the right. So they're both going to take half damage from the splash, correct? Yes. So they both would take three damage. Because it's normally six based off of your bonus, but it's going to be less than that. Sorry. Better than nothing, I guess. True. What about you, Arkrov? Arkrov got an 11. That's a fail. Six points of damage, fire damage to Arkrov. Sweet. Uh Uh-oh. Well, Locke, you uh, standard action threw a bomb. You want to move? No, I'll just stay right there. Okay, that's the end of your turn. Bottom of round one, Razan. All right, so Razan, like... The color is completely drained from her face. Her eyes are super wide. And she looks on the verge of a panic attack. And she just, with a super shaky hand, reaches to kind of her side belt and pulls out 
a vial. Okay, move action to draw. And takes a potion of hide from undead. Ooh. That will provoke. Okay, can she, like, take a a five-foot step back in fear? No, because you have to take a move action to draw the potion. Ah, got it. Yeah. Yeah, she still does it. It's fine. All right, that one's going to roll an attack on you. That is, oh, very low. Seven to touch AC. Oh, it does not hit. Yay. It misses. Nice. Okay, that's the end of the round. Top of round two. Hana, 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 bonane. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to cast mirror image. Well, I was invisible. Surprise. All right, you got mirror image. And uh, four images of Hannibal pop up invisibly. Okay, do you want to move it all? Um, No, but Judas will keep running. He'll, he'll go here. Okay. It is the shadow's turn. No. Oh, I'm going to start on the right. The guy on the right is going to make an attack on Kenzo. I'm gonna go. Let's go back to my, my cat's eye die. Sorry, Dan. I love this die, this die too much. That is a natural 20. Shit. Oh. Fucking cat's eye green. <laughs> I'll have to double check. I don't know how this affects damage for something like this. I'll look it up, but I have to confirm. But yeah, go back to the cat's eye die and you get a natural 20. Let's confirm. It's a touch attack. Oh, it's a nine to confirm. Nope. Uh, Felix so is currently shaking me, his me, head. He, for, he, he, for, he forgot that it's an audio medium for a moment. He shook his head. <laughs> um, no, I'm but shaking because yeah. I'm just like, what else is there? It's a, it's the flat nine. It's a nine against Touch AC, so it does not confirm, okay, but it is going to be a hit. Ugh. But it is not going to be. It was probably going to be double, I would assume, but I have to look up that rule because it's a different kind of effect. Blech. But luckily, I don't have to. Let's roll that D6. Oh, four points of strength damage. Goodness gracious. These good, creatures yep, not good, exist. Good. Uh, that's um, the one in the middle is going to stay put where it's at and swipe at Razan. That's 22 against Touch AC. Are these intelligent? Uh, Why? They just took a potion. They can't detect me. Only intelligent ones can still swipe What's the you. name of the spell? Hide from undead. They automatically are affected and act as though the warded creature is not there. Unless yeah. they're intelligent, in which case they have to roll a will save. I think for the purposes of this, they would be considered intelligent. Because most undead that are not intelligent, intelligent, I think, have a score of zero or something like that. Or it's just not listed. It's just a little mark. So my ruling for this, I, I believe shadows are intelligent. Number one, because they have a six intelligence. Yeah. Number two, they speak a language. Yeah. So they're definitely they, intelligent. Yeah, for sure. So they just roll a save. Okay, so an intelligent undead gets a will saving throw. Uh, okay, so let me roll the will save. It's going to be a DC 12 for the potion. Um, first level spell, minimum spell modifier in order to cast it. Um, yeah, 15 on the die. No. So it is definitely able to Crap. go through with that. So let's go ahead and roll that touch attack. That's cocked. Almost would have hit you. Oh, that's better. That's a 17 to touch AC. Oh, that hits all right. It okay, that is going to be two points of strength damage. Oh, that puts me at a six. You were eight before? Yeah, I'm a weak oh, Man, y'all better no. start laying into these guys instead of fucking doing other shit. But uh, that's that dude's turn. One more shadow is going to take a five-foot step forward and attack Arkrov. Hold on, let's this, talk about this real this quick. This is like TPK shit right here. For sure. If Okay, the first one against Arkrov did six points of damage. If Razan takes six points of damage, she's dead. And in one d four rounds, she becomes a shadow. I beca- She becomes a shadow? Oh, my God. Yeah. Once you get to zero strength score, if you're killed by a shadow because of the strength damage, you become a shadow. 
Holy shit. In a D4 round. Joshua, what the fuck is this? How dare you? If that happens, can I play as a shadow and fight against him? <laughs> no. No, you lose. You lose. Razan is gone. No, I know, but then I become the... Sh- no? No, I, I you, oh. you make a new character, then I control the shadow. Razan is mine now. Oh, that's so boring. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Complain to Jason Bullman. Anyways, <laughs> um, touch attack on Arkrov. That is going to be... Oh, that's low. There's a total of 11 to touch. That hits. No. Holy shit. I really? Touch of 10. Are you kidding? What? You don't have any decks? Nope. That's three points of strength damage. Excellente. Well, that's all the shadows. Fuck. And Arkrov, it is now your turn. Wait, what's Arkrov at? Arkrov's at a collective five strength. So you can see, like, his the skin on his body is starting to tighten against his bones um, as he gets just the strength drained from him. Uh, He continues to stumble back and... Um, another five foot step another five foot step and he will again just start blasting channel positive energy to harm undead okay. so will saves for everyone all three will of them saves please. for all of them all right i gotta keep i'm sorry guys i gotta keep going with the, the as much as the prism die is great it's hard to read in this lighting i gotta go with the cat's eye die because it is my baby i'm gonna give it a kiss gross <sighs> yeah it's gross my hands are all over this and my hands are probably not that clean <laughs> anyways Ew. um uh, Oh, yeah, I just touched my lips, and it's all salty and gross. Josh, oh, disgusting. shut. <laughs> We're going to go from right to left as normal. We're going to go um, the guy on the right. That is, that's a natural one. That's an automatic fail. Yes. So that one's going to take full damage on the right. The middle one is going to get, oh, that's only going to be a 13. That's a fail. Yay. That's a fail. DC 15, right, for yep. you? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and on the left, the one that's kind of has been coming after you really hardcore, that's an 18 on the die. So uh, that's going to be a half damage for them. What's the damage, my dude? Damage is seven total. So halved will be three. But seven on the other guys, that's great. Yeah, it's for two of them. And Arkrov is like like stumbling backwards and screaming, please help me. Please get them away from me. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, that's your turn. Kenzo, you're up, dude. So Kenzo is on guard hearing uh everyone kind of start to deteriorate and he's feeling it himself but he'll hold his ground and he'll put both of his hands on his sword and he'll just do a normal two-handed attack on the uh on the ghosty shadowy baddie regular not power attack not power attack no okay roll me that's a hit dude uh it's it's a it's a 12 total yep that is a miss of course you just swipe, so and this thing's able to kind of like dodge around your blade. It does no damage. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. That is your standard action. Lock, you're up. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> here's the problem. I, I don't want to hit any of you, but like, that's how I bombs work. I literally don't care. None of us have taken any damage. We've just it's taken just strength, strength damage. damage. Okay, Burn right. us yeah. alive. Yeah, the, the hit point <laughs> damage is like a minute. They, I will just be straight up with you guys. Um, They can't do hit point damage. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah. They only then do I strength damage. Hit, this is the one that's been harrowing you guys, right? The one on the far left? Yeah. He's taking yeah. the least amount of damage, but I feel like if we if we try and eliminate, we have fewer of them. So should general. I try to hit this one that's been harrowing you guys or the one on the far left? Just go. Just I think you're fine either one. Just pick one. All right. I'm doing the one on the far left. <gasps> that's a natural 20, bitches. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. The Roll to confirm. Right we are bitches. Another natural 20! What? <laughs> oh, shit. 
Okay, this okay, guy okay, okay. Loves me. Nice. Okay. Good luck. More like good luck. Am I right? Ooh, uh, yeah. What nice. are crits for bombs? It doesn't say on here. So, okay. This is really interesting. So, as per the language of the alchemist, the damage of an alchemist bomb increases by 1d6 points at every odd-numbered alchemist level. Uh, that's 3, 5, 7, so on and so forth. This bonus damage is not multiplied on a critical hit or by using feats such as Vital Strike. So, um, first we're going to do... It's annoying. Let's do that crit app. This is... Of the categories, this is technically... It's technically magic. We'll go with magic because it doesn't. It's not bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. All right, this is the first crit I've had in a long time. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck? This is so weird. Elemental call. Normal damage. No. If elemental spell, which I'll count because it is fire, medium elemental appears to serve you for one d four rounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> medium nice. elemental. That's not bad. Roll, roll 1d4, Laura, so we know how long this thing stays around for. And you guys see, as she throws this bomb, it lands on this guy, does some damage, which we'll calculate in a second. And out of the flames, you see rising up from the ground next to this thing, interposing itself between the shadows and Arkrov, a medium fire elemental. Locke Fuck just, yeah. like, stares wow. at the elemental and then looks at the vial she just used. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> uh, three rounds. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. And then I roll normal damage, right? Correct. So yeah, I think it's what? Is it 2d6 plus four? That's fucking ridiculous. 12 points of damage. Nice. Holy shit. So um, that thing is still up. Um, I'm sorry. How many rounds did you say? Three rounds. The elemental? Three rounds. Nice. Okay, let's keep track of that. I'm going to count down a d4 over here. Awesome. Well, we will count that as going on your turn. I'm going to let you have it do something. With the elemental? Yeah. Can it like breathe fire or something? <laughs> no, it could probably it, it probably has slam, slam attacks. Attack, yeah, no. let me let me let me let me double check. Fire <laughs> elemental, use slam. Oh my god, <laughs> the vial was a Pokemon the whole time. Fire ele- elemental, I choose you. It's literally like a Pokeball. She just threw a Pokeball. And yeah. it, it opened up and it Ha-ha. summoned an elemental. Can we please make this work like this, this is all the time? A medium fire. That's good. These are CR3, guys. Yeah, they're they strong. Are. Mm-hmm. That's equivalent to a fourth level character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, wow. it gets one slam attack. Roll a d20 and add seven. Whoa. 26. What? 26. Okay, that does hit. Do elements? Do elementals attacks count as magical? Yeah. Yeah. It's fire magic. Sure, I'll allow it. It's still half damage. Roll a d6 plus one. Three. Three. Okay, it takes one point of damage as this thing just <laughs> slams into this guy. It does have the burn ability. I don't think I'm going to let something incorporeal catch on fire. Come on. That seems to not make a lot of sense to <laughs> I me. Let's do so it. So I will not allow that because they were just flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, we gotta do this fast and lose. It's after midnight, which is not normal for Questside Story. That's Locke's turn, unless she wants to move. No, I'm good. What a crazy fucking turn. Nice crit there, honey. Double Yay. 20s. You might have just saved Arcroft's luck. <gasps> wow. You did. Remember this, Arcroft. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no movement for you, Locke? Nope. Okay. Razan, bottom of round two. Oh, Razan is going to swing at the dude right next to her. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, you can do a full round attack or a single attack? I'm just going to do a single attack. Okay. With my plus one short sword. Okay, go for it. Uh, okay, that is a total of 23. 23 is a hit. Perfect. Nice. Uh, seven total. Okay, you said that was a, you have a plus one short sword there? Yeah. Okay, 
They are still up. And then I want her to move. Okay, where do you want to move? Uh, I'm going to have her move. I hate to interrupt your movement here, but I'm just double-checking some of the incorporeal subtype rules. Oh, sure. That's actually, like, the most lucky crit. Because because they're incorporeal, it's immune to critical hits. You did normal damage, which is <gasps> fine, but that elemental's not... It's not yeah. happening to the creature. Perfect. It's happening outside. So that's fucking lucky as shit. Uh, you guys nice. got that one. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, uh, Razan, where do you want to move? I think I'm going to have her move. You know you'll provoke and probably take strength damage, right? If you move, so I'm trying unless, to see. If you, unless you take a five-foot step, yeah. I could take a five-foot step there, but then he could still hit me, right? Yeah. The next, it's still within five feet. Fuck. Yeah. I, also, I mean, they, they got a lot of movement, so. Yeah. Oh, bother. You got a pick? I'm still going to have Razan move over here. Okay, take five-foot step back next to Arkrov? Yeah. Behind the fire elemental? Yes. Okay. If anything, to get away from the one who attacked her. She's just freaking out right now. I don't think she's thinking straight. Totally. But secretly, okay. I wanted to protect Arkrov. Oh, top of round three. Stephanie did not. Razan, Razan's not <laughs> thinking about it that way. <laughs> All right, Hannah, baby, what you doing? Hannah is going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet this way. And then... He's going to say, out of out of nowhere, you all hear falafel, and he casts color spray, getting both of these two shadows in the burst. Okay, I'm just going to let you know this. You literally rolled something about this. Mm-hmm. Color spray is mind affecting. Mm. So I think Hannibal I know would know that. that. Yeah, right. I'm going to give you a fatty freebie here. Because you literally rolled the knowledge check, and I, you, I told you that when you asked for immunities, um, th- this wouldn't affect them. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to give you the freebie. Don't tell me I never did anything nice. I never will. Hannibal will stay here. He will not move. M&Ms, bro. M&Ms. That was huge. Ooh, I want M&Ms. And then he is just That's going not to... That's what he means. Um, he's just going to magic missile. He prepared it this time. Yes. Okay, which I mean. one would you like? You you have one one missile right now, right? Just two. Oh, two at third. Okay, cool. So yeah, you do. Uh, would you like to do one on each or do both at a particular one? He'll do one at each. Okay. Two closest to you? Yep. Okay. So it's 1d4 plus one? Correct. Or 1d4 plus two because he's third level. No, he just gets an extra d4. Okay, so uh, one closest to Hannibal is going to take four points of force damage. Okay, closest one takes four points. And then the second one, right up there next to the... Fucking fire elemental. Another four points of force damage. Okay, so uh, when you do that, can you go ahead and roll me a perception check there, bud? Oh. I sure will. That's a 25. 25. Yeah, um, something you notice, um, you go ahead and you and you cast magic missile from your fingertips or with with your, your wand you have, not the no, Pathfinder that was, mechanic that was the wand. the spell but, that I... Uh, right, I, but, but you cast... I imagine he casts like a Harry Potter wizard. Hell yeah. Like he has a wand, you know, because... He always, he's, I imagine he's very studious, so he would have like a, you know, a little baton to do his things. Mm -hmm. But you cast these spells and you notice as you do it, you cast and you're like, wait a minute. Did I just see three of these hit these things? And then you notice that there's, there was a magic missile that came out from under the table. What? You're like, what the hell? And then you watch as one of the shadows disappears. It (gasps) and just dissipates and is now gone. What? But that's the end of your turn. It is now the shadow's turn. This guy on the left. Oh, man. Do I go for Razan or do I go for Arkov? I don't remember where your strength scores are at. Please do not say them. I don't want to be biased. Who would this guy go for? Let's start with the right one. Let's go with the right one. We'll save the other one. Let's start with the right one. The right one for sure. Um, the one on the right is going to go and attack Kenzo. Mm-hmm. That is a 13 to touch <gasps> AC. 
That does not hit. What to your touch AC. Your touch? Yeah. What's your dexterity, dude? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh shit. It mm. does barely fuck. Okay, I was God like, oh, no. what's your second. touch? It's 12. Oh, good thing, too. Why don't you take oh, wait, six on, points of strength damage, buckaroo? No, no, this is my old, um, this is my old. Technically, my touch is, it's a plus two because I just got that armor. Oh, but no, your armor does not apply to touch AC. Touch. That's right. That's what I forgot. Yeah, buckaroo. So why don't you take six points of strength damage for me? Ooh, right now? Yes. <laughs> right now? Like, like yeah, you just do, why don't you just do it? You know, you know, it's fine. Don't, you, you can just, just forget about it. It's fine. No, take that six points of strength damage. So you're under 10 now, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck. I believe so. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. Delish, guys. Yeah, I'm at nine. Strength. Strength. All right. Well, one other shadow. I think it only makes sense. The creature that is currently just hitting these things with this holy energy, it wants it to stop. It's smart enough to know it's coming from Arkrov, and it's going to five foot step forward. It's going to make a single attack on Arkrov. The only fair way is I, ha- I have to roll the cat's eye die. Mm. It seems it seems unfair if I go if I take it easy and don't roll. I'm praying the big for lady. you, Arkrov. You could just roll and roll twenty. That way we could all see it. Okay, fine. No, oh, no that was a joke. That. Don't do no, that. Josh. No, please fudge. Please fudge <laughs> the number so Arkrov can. <laughs> Do a I'm just gonna roll. I, I don't. I don't fudge die rolls, guys. As this thing moves past this fire elemental, just <sighs> it reaches out. Arkrov, roll a perception check. Gladly. Cart. Uh, eleven. Eleven. So as you see this thing's hand reaching out towards you, it just it's everything slows down. You see this hand just reach out right towards your face, and as it's happening, you could have sworn you just saw like movement back towards the backside of the room. What? You could have sworn you just saw some movement like through the window. And you were like, what? No, 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 that couldn't be anything. And it's just one of those moments where everything is slowed down so far. And as this thing reaches out and hits you, it is a total of 12 to touch. That's it? We're going to roll this D6. Uh, A five or a six will kill me. Oh my God, I'm so scared right now. Okay, what do we got? Three points of strength damage. You scared me. Oh my God. God You're fake. <laughs> and as this thing moves its hand through your face and you feel your body convulse and your, the little bit of your strength almost get fully sapped away from you, you guys all see shapes move towards the window. You hear the shattering of the window behind you. You watch as two quick-moving shapes land in the room. You see as this whip lashes out, this flashing light, you watch as the shadow dissipates. You watch as a vial gets lobbed the shattering of this white light and you watch as it twirls in this spiraling maelstrom of light and sucks the shadow into it until everything goes completely silent and you guys can see standing atop the desk of Emerin Laveau a familiar hooded beaked face staring back at you and as they stand up hop down from the desk you watch standing up alongside one of the armchairs is a, another figure Taller than uh, the raven, but not super tall themselves. Um, you see a hood, these white body wraps that kind of string down and leave this great silhouette, and this almost faceless mask with a very distinct two almond-shaped eyes that peer out of it, completely blank, no expression, no anything. The raven walks over towards you all. Now you owe me one.
and you hear the whip whoosh, and he looks over. Now you owe us one. And we'll put it up there next week. Ah! Oh yeah! my God, dude. Oh, shit. oh my God. That was There's badass. I'm oh, also, the Raven. Um, guess what? You're all level four. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. As always, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Drop us a line. Say hi. Also, as normal, please check out Black Lives Matter, the Lebanese Red Cross, and Direct Relief. None of that has changed. None of it has gone away. It's all still important. All the links are in the show notes. If you have the means to donate, please, please take the time to do that. We super, super appreciate it, and it's going to three really, really important causes right now. A giant shout-out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, and CD Projekt Red, which is really weird to say, but it's the thing now. And so uh, you can also check out them and all the composers' music we use on our website at podcallquest.com slash music and in every episode show notes. And as always, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see all you guys in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Så var det, der så der, det du ved det.